0: Welcome to Frickity Frack, We Do Talk Back, and thank you for joining us in this episode. Hello, my name is Patrick, and I'm Frack. Hello, my name is Jeff, and I'm Frick. Frickity Frack, We Do Talk Back is a show where we will discuss different aspects of fandom, and how they relate to the gospel. We are currently going through the second half of the second season of My Hero Academia and connecting lessons from each episode to teachings in the Bible. Now, just as many of you are, we're also fans of other things as well. So when we finish the second season of My Hero Academia, we'll go in a different direction and we could look at anything ranging from anime, comics, video games, movies, or honestly anything that we're fans of. We got the name of the show from our father who named us Frick and Frack since we were kids.
1: So this episode is entitled uh, Stripping the Varnish. And so this episode uh, starts with Uraka and Aoyama uh, as they face off against 13 and are in trouble until Aoyama asks Uraka if she is thinking about Midoriya because she likes him. So out of embarrassment, she lets go of the rail that she was holding on to keep her from being sucked in to uh, by thirteen, and then and she lands on her. She uses her training to take her down and lock her down with cuffs. Uh, some of the students uh, have gathered in the viewing room to see which group is next, and it is Ashido and Kaminari against Principal Nezu. Now, the two students who are competing uh, do not take Nezu seriously because of his size, yet all of a sudden uh, debris starts falling as they run. Nezu's quirk is high spec, which makes him incredibly intelligent, uh, smarter than any human. Uh, recovery Girl tells them that humans used to perform tests on him, and this uh, opportunities like this are for him to get revenge on uh, humanity a little bit. And so they lose uh, because they couldn't find the escape path. Uh, Sue asks Uraraka uh, what Ayoama had said that shocked her and she freaks out deflecting the question. So up next is Koda and Jiro. Uh, They are uh, next against uh, President Mike. The students watching note that uh, Jiro and Kota will have a hard time against the teacher because they all have sound-based powers. The students struggle until Jiro finds an ant. Kota explains that he hates bugs and runs away. Jiro encourages him to face his fears. And we see a flashback of Kota's family's excitement for him getting into UA to become a hero. Uh, he sees the damage inflicted on Jiro because he had run away and realizes he needs to go plus ultra and commands the bug to the bugs to attack President Mike. They successfully take him out and pass their test. Hagakure and Shoji are up next against Snipe. Snipe sends out smoke to uh, blind them, which led to Hagakure uh, uh, using Shoji as a decoy and getting up to cuff him. Uh, then up next is Mineta and Saro, uh, and they are facing Midnight. Mineta is running away from her and recovery girl explains that Mineta might have a hard time becoming a hero without a clear goal. Mineta goes through his past about how he thought being a hero would make him popular with girls. Mineta draws out midnight and traps her with his sticky balls. Uh, Midoriya and Bakugo get ready to start their exam.
0: So uh, in this episode, and and again, you know, I personally really love these types of episodes For My Hero Academia, because we get to see some of these characters in action. Like, because I don't think we've ever really seen like Coda in action before. Um, And so it was just, it was a nice change of pace to just, and then on top of it, we get introduced uh, to the, uh, some of the pro heroes we get to see, like, really get to see them in action. Like, you know, we, we get the background of Principal Nezu. Um, and then we even get the breakdown of present Mike and how his quirk works. Um, and they didn't do one for snipe and they didn't do one or they did do one for midnight as well. Um, so it was just, it was cool to see them a little bit in action. Um, they've all been in the show before, but never really quite like this. So it was really fun to see that. And a, a personal favorite of mine was that when they, that I, they had Aizawa do present Mike's breakdown because normally that's that's present Mike's job in the show when he breaks down somebody's quirk. Uh, but I, I genuinely absolutely love that Aizawa was the one that did it for present Mike,
1: yeah, and that's great because as we'll see later in the show, or as if you've read the manga, you you've come to find out that present Mike and Aizawa are actually very good friends despite the fact that izawa is basically the opposite of present mike you know present mike is loud and showy izawa is not um so it's just it's just funny to see their friendship and I, i wholeheartedly enjoy it um snipe uh you see snipe in the usj event where he shot shigaraki a few times um uh and so this was just you know more of that but but like you're saying this is but this was seeing him sort of you know in action as much as we can um so i guess they didn't really explain his quirk all that much
0: yeah he he was
1: yeah they haven't gone over his yet um i actually i'm trying to remember off the top of my head i could probably find it real quick but we'll you know that's what wikipedia is for you can find out what his actual quirk is um uh so you know the Ay- ayama and uraka thing was you know normal it's very short it was, it, honestly i think they beat 13 before um the theme song like they happen they're the very beginning of the episode then the theme song happens they'd already won and Passed their test by the time the theme song started. Um, so that's just how short it was. Um, so really, for me, like I really enjoyed uh Coda and Jiro. You know, we get some growth from Coda because up until this point, Jiro exclaims, You can talk like she was completely unaware that he even had a voice um that humans could understand and so when he's um talking in this high-pitched squeaky voice telling the bugs to go attack present mike um you know i just i just love that and and then everyone's reaction to uh present mike getting taken out by the bugs because i mean jero refers to him you know he's like he's like a speaker of doom i was like oh that's awesome that's a great line right there um mm-hmm. and i but i do feel for present mike uh because like him i refer to myself as an avid endorsement um i would have been so bored and so ready to be out of the forest um put me in an urban setting small town something just don't put me out in the woods um i was you know just Made me laugh, and I've, yeah. I felt for President Mike.
0: Well, and in all, in all honesty, I think Recovery Girl was the star of this episode, and just the little like little commentary that she made, and and like, and particularly when President Mike, like the way that he was defeated in this episode is that Coda literally just had him had bugs upon bugs just envelop him and it made him knock. He knocked out that way and just passed out from the grossness of the fact that he was consumed by, he was overran by bugs. Um, And so she made, she made little comments like that throughout the, the, this entire episode. And so she was, she was definitely a star here with these commentaries on that. And, um, and one of the things that going back a little bit to the very brief Uraka. And aoyama fight against 13 you know midori is normally a very good observer and so he thought that what Uraka did against to beat 13 was actually well planned out and and, and Froppy and was the one that actually picked up on it that it was like it looked like she was kind of caught off guard by something that aoyama said and so because if you haven't watched the episode, the way that Uraraka defeats Thirteen is that the, both Aoyama and Uraraka were holding on to a panel or were he, holding on to a bar, and Thirteen was trying to use uh, their uh, gravitational powers, you know, just trying to suck in, suck them in to uh, and capture them because it, because I'm, I'm guessing their strategy was originally trying and escape, which is how a lot of their uh, strategies that have actually involved and in been not to take them on in a straight fight, but actually run away. Um, and so the 13 would actually be a very hard person to get away from with their sucking power. And so Uraraka when being embarrassed by call being called out potentially by Aoyama on her crush of on Midoriya uh, gets in real close to attack and manages to pin 13 because uh, apparently 13 doesn't have great combat skills and so it was um a relatively easy pin for them so it is it is it a great fight and, and i just really like that froppy had a little moment there is showing now she's actually very analytical as well just like midoriya is um and maybe a little bit more um socially
1: aware than midoriya is and straightforward and honest about those kind of things too. She very often will, will say regularly, Oh yeah, I'm sorry. I just speak my mind whenever I'm, whenever I can, or, you know, things like that. Um, And so we get a little bit of, of Nezu um, as Jeff had said earlier, and we kind of get, we just get this little kernel of, uh, hero society you know and about how because he's an animal that was born with a quirk That I mean, it just goes to show that he is in fact a, an animal not a person and because of his quirk has made him smarter than any human um, supposedly we'll we'll see how that fully ranks out later on and once the, the series is over but um but you know they people experimented on him and so that's really kind of this l- deep little darkness to the society you know like everything's so happy and like oh we've got a high school for superheroes oh yeah but if you're born differently and have an, an unusual quirk you may get tested on um, if the wrong people find you, so um... well, it, and
0: the, and one of the things is too is that there's there are plenty of um people with quirks that give them animalistic characteristics, and so it's it was interesting to find that, find out that Nezu does not fall into that category because you know just for instance, there's several people in the class that you know for you know like for instance, tent, uh, tentacle, he's got Uh, an odd shape to him. Uh, Coda has a very, you know, kind of like a rocky um, kind of like Like an elephant hand feet things. Yeah, and so it was just very, you know, very interesting dynamic as to what your physical appearances and so up until this point that's you it'd be very easy to believe that that's what Nezu is principal Nezu is is that he's just you know he's probably just kind of short and you know has these um animal features but it turns out no he's actually an animal with a quirk and so it's just it's real interesting and uh and it's it's honestly it's a little sad too, you know how he's experimented on and stuff like that but yeah when he just goes absolutely nuts against um Ashido and Kaminari it's just absolutely
1: absolutely brilliant and just absolutely love it well it's and it's funny if we go back a few episodes we get their class rankings and look at those so we get the smartest person at UA against the two dumbest students you know and I was like, I was like, that's just not fair. <laughs> 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 um, but that was the whole point that they, they had to go up against the person that would be the worst for them, and that clearly for those two would in fact be, you know, Nezu. Um, and so, um, and so it's just this, like Jeff was saying, this this whole episode was a lot of fun. Um, the the snipe fun, the snipe, you know. Uh, test was fun. Um, it was, you know, it was quick, but it was, it was good to see Tentacle and uh, Invisible Girl working together. And, um, and then, and I was like, when Snipe, you know, released the the smoke, I was like, my first thought was really like, and even the very first time I saw this episode, I was like, and once. They said, "Is like, yeah, you're going to obscure your own vision." I was like, "You do realize you're fighting against a person who is in fact invisible, right?" um yeah. And so, anyway, so I just. But then the funny thing is that once he gets he gets cuffed, um, his so that's his first oops, and his second oops is when he gets cuffed. His elbow, unfortunately, um, touches Hagakure in a uh, in an unfortunate way um and then she starts going nuts on him and calling him a pervert and he's apologizing and i'm just like oh that's funny uh because it just kind of goes back to who who she is as a as a person that since she's invisible all the time um you know most of the time when she's her hero uniform or as a pair of gloves and a pair of shoes and other than that, she's completely naked, you know, in this. Yeah. And so, um, and so there was like so when she, who did she? She worked with o- Oshiro, Oshiro. Yeah. She she worked with Oshiro, Oshiro. Ojiro, um, during the battle test, or the battle lesson, and she's like, "All right, I'm here." And he's like. Ugh, I don't know how I feel about being in a room with a girl that's basically you know she's naked and she's kind of oblivious to it. So then she gets upset about that the professor accidentally touching her and, it, and he what it was not intentional. It was clearly not intentional. Um, I mean it was obviously it was played up for last, but um, but anyway, so it was just funny and just kind of, uh, you know, good times and it's just funny um about uh, her
0: story. yeah and the comedy and, and the comedys continued a little bit with uh, Mineta and midnight uh well I don't know about comedy maybe it's you know the comedy aspect of it was in the beginning when Medoria is giving this like really you know this the that common rah rah speech that he does and says You know, it's talking about how each student is fighting to the end and they're, you know, you know, he's just being inspired by all of them. And then it turns out Mineta Mineta is running away from Midnight and you know, because he's scared. And uh, he's actually incredibly jealous of Cero because Cero has been knocked out and his head is in Midnight's lap. And he's so jealous and that he's actually crying blood. Yeah. Um, So he it was it was an interesting take there. Uh, And then. You know, I like that he, you know, like in his ever and his uh, never ending quest to be popular with females that he is wanting to. So he, he even says like, oh, yeah, I'm not running. I will not run away. It's it's all my it, it was all strategy. And it's just like, um, no, it wasn't. It was not strategy. Uh, but he, you know, he plays it. He he talks it up. He's like, no, this was all my strategy to get you to chase after me and get you away from the gate. And I honestly, I think he came across he came across this plan on accident. Um, yeah. And so, uh, but so he managed to escape. And you know, Manetta um, was he was just he was just Minetta
1: Yeah, and. One of the things to remember is, you know, going back to the class rankings, he was number nine, I think. So he's slightly above the average in intelligence. And um, so it's one of those things where it was, you know, we kind of forget that he can be clever from time to time. But he's really only clever when it comes to... Um, you know getting with girls and things like that or i mean and he's not good at it but that's all he puts his brain power to and so once he realizes oh i can do something with midnight it, his brain functions properly in the heat of battle um, so yeah but i mean i agree with you i think he came across the plan on accident but the the words and the the speaking to her was all just to continue to rile her up like he realizes like oh yeah I need to rile her up some more so she'll still make bad decisions um and so I I I mean I think that was part of his plan for sure but um either way I I we just keep going back to you know everyone's got a favorite character but I don't know why anyone would pick Mineta um uh, But anyways, well, and I agree with you. Recovery Girl is definitely the star of this episode with her comments uh, and kind of an analysis that is given to everybody. Um, And so I think. um, Yeah. And part of the things that it showed,
0: too, is that it showed her experience a little bit. because Mm -hmm, She's catching these little things that the students were catching. And which is is honestly what should happen. You know, she's been, you know, Recovery's been there for years, I, I imagine. And she's been watching all of this stuff. And so it's just, you know, it's just, it's, it's good to see her like that. And and it was, and, uh, and again, she is a very funny character and I, and I do, and I loved her commentary on it. And so our Bible verse for this episode is, comes from first Corinthians, uh, which is the letter from Paul to the church in Corinth. Uh, it's chapter 10, verse 13. No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind and God is faithful he will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear, but when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. And the reason we the reason this verse was chosen for this particular episode is it, it's a couple of different couple of different things happen in this episode, and specifically involving the battle of Kaminari and Ashido versus Nezu, and the uh, Sero and Mineta versus uh, Minite. And so in particular, Sarah and uh, Mineta in particular has been shown to be very uh, perverted and very lustful in his attempts to get closer and closer to females. The, but what's, what was amazing is that even though he was in a situation, he ran from it because he knew he was outmatched. He was out of his, he was out of his depth and he ran. And when he w- was able to run and be able to kind of gather his thoughts, he was able to actually sur- uh, put a plan together and able to defeat her, uh, or to get past midnight and grab his teammate and escape, uh, thus succeeding in the test. And One of the things that was happening in the Nezu battle versus Ashido and Kaminari is that one of, the, one of Nezu's, Principal Nezu's comments is that he's like, I may have been blocking all of your paths to the exit, however, I did leave one open. And so it's that same thing when it comes to our walk with God or, or our, our spiritual our spiritual walk, whether, whether you're in a um, uh, in a situation that you're familiar with that you know that you're regularly uh, can cause problems for you or you know let's just say like maybe you have an anger problem. And, you know, there's, unfortunately, like, you know, let's say things that happen at work tend to make you angry a lot. You know, you can't really change that a whole lot without changing jobs or changing careers or moving, going to a different, going to get a new job, that sort of stuff. So you have to learn how to control your anger and not allow these things to affect you and and get you into a place where your anger becomes um, sinful. Because anger in itself is not sinful, but it it can become sinful. Um, But in the same way, God always provides a way God provides a path for you in order that you can endure it and channel it. And whether that's, you know, let's say for instance, it is anger is an issue for you at work, you know, at your job, you'll need to find a way to be able to endure it, to channel it, and God can give you that to you. Now, whether it's, um, being able to rely on a coworker to help you kind of get through stuff, um, you know, maybe saying prayers, uh, any, any number of things, God will provide an avenue for you to be able to handle whatever sin is in your, whatever temptation is coming across you. And, and again, the other thing is too, that I do also want to make clear that this is something that's very important to understand temptation in itself is not a sin embracing the temptation and falling to it and succumbing to it. That is, that is the sin. You, You cannot stop temptation. Temptation is all around us. It's, you know it's it can be in just about anything whatever is uh is a potential weakness for you and i i do feel like a lot of times what happens in our society is that we or in in christian cult in christian culture is that we've been we're so upset at temptation and we we go so far to ban that or go after that when it's like no it's how you react to it is the issue um and so I just think that's just one of the things that's really important for us to understand. And, and again, the same things that I want to emphasize again, when you're coming, when you come across problems, God has a plan for you and has a way for you to get out of it. You can't endure it and get past it. It's, uh, but, it, but again, it's up to us to be able to manage and understand it and look for those avenues. God's going to be, God is there for you, whether you, whether you think he is or not, he's there for you and he wants to be there for you and help you in
1: your trials. Yeah. And, uh, one of the things I always point to when people ask me about temptation, they're like, ah, uh, you know, i you know, I'm facing so much temptation. I was like, well, let's look at Jesus in the wilderness for 40 days. What happened to him in there? And I was like, Oh, well, Jesus was tempted. I was like, and what in the grand scheme of things, what was Jesus? Jesus was perfect and is perfect and always will be perfect. Let me get that out of the way. Yes, Jesus is, you know, anyways. But at the time of Jesus' crucifixion, he was, in fact, perfect, but faced temptation. Uh, for So for me, when I look, look at that idea of facing temptation, that means he thought the things and he was especially when he was talking about you know when jesus was in the wilderness he was you know he was hungry Is like so that means that he was tempted to break his fast and eat something and and all those things and so so i I want just as jeff was saying i want to encourage you that you know and when you are facing temptation just so you know the son of god the one who died for each one of us on the cross faced the temptations that you have faced as well. And so I want to encourage you in that. And uh, one of the things that recovery girl really does a good job of pointing out, and we've, we've mentioned it uh, is that she talks about Minetta and his uh, lack of focus on what he wants to do to be Uh, a hero. And, uh, and so with being a hero, she points out that, you know, if your goal is, okay, I want to be a pro hero. So you make it through school, you graduate, you get your license, you're able to operate as a pro hero. Well, she said that that for a lot of people if that's their only goal is to be a pro hero they just kind of peter out and they don't make it any further after graduating um and so i i really connected with that um analogy and that that explanation of hero life uh because as as i've shared before I I mean I'm an ordained elder in the United Methodist Church and that's been my goal since I was 12 uh to to earn that um status or however you want to describe it um it it was a gift that has been been bestowed upon me by the United Methodist Church um and it's been a lot of years of hard work and so I think of myself being like, okay, well, you know what? I'm an ordained elder now. What do I do? Because, um, you know, up until this point, these last couple years of my ministry, uh, I've been working towards that. Like I've had to write papers, do interviews, and read books, go to classes, and all of these things. And so now I'm done. I'm serving a church as a pastor. I'm serving at Richland United Methodist Church in North Carolina. And, you know, I kind of get this feeling about, okay, so what am I supposed to do now? Like I'm, you know, I do continuing ed so I can further my growth as a pastor, but I've got to, you know, I have to give myself new goals. What are the goals that I'm going to have? And I can be tempted to not do anything more. You know, I was like, okay, I'm, I can settle. Um, that is a huge temptation, um, and uh, and I have to remember that God is faithful. God will keep guiding me towards the path that He wants me to go on, and uh, and uh, no matter what is going on, um, even though I'll be going in through that temptation, God will be with me. God will be guiding me, but I have to let Him. I have to be open to God showing me a path and that's really important for uh for a lot of us you know Jeff you did a great job of pointing out that you know even if we don't think God is with us when we're facing our temptations he is there and it's just like when we're trying to figure out okay he's showing us the path on how to get over our temptation are we going to be willing to accept it and to receive it from God? And that's, and that's really important. So that's another discipline that every person, each one of us has to develop. Uh, you know, one, we have to develop the discipline to listen to God. We have to develop the, the uh, discipline to receive um, from God. And then we have to develop the discipline to act on um God's path for us and so that's why it's really important when we look at this verse of first Corinthians chapter 10 verse 13 that it it is a reminder of God's faithfulness for each one of us and that God is with us every step of the way so Jeff what would how would you uh rate this episode um I'd, I'd give it
0: a good um and I'd give it a four, um, mostly because like there were good moments, but none of the moments were like great. Um, mm-hmm. And it was just it, the best part about this this episode was just getting seeing getting to see more of the class one A characters in action, and as well as some of the additional teachers get to see them actually work. But again, they're really short fights because again, they're like one of the things that I do appreciate about My Hero Academia is that they're not. They don't overload us with filler and like really extending it out. They're they show that they appreciate their fans here and being like, okay, we know you know we know you're waiting for the Bakugo and Midoriya fight, which is going to be in the next episode. So we want to show you everybody because people enjoy these characters. I know, I know people that are fans of these. The different uh, members of Class One A. These are these other pro heroes, Um, and so getting to see them in action is a great is a nice reward for the fans. Uh, But also understanding that the big plot moments are going to be like the fights with that involve like Todoroki, uh, the the fight that's going to be involving Midoriya and and Bakugo against All Might. Um, So I just I just enjoy that. Um, But again, you know, so it's not. I mean, it's not a whole lot of stuff going on. Um, so it, I, I'll, give it a, I'll give it a four.
1: I will agree to the four as well. You know, basically for a lot of the same reason that you said that it's a good episode, it's a solid episode. Uh, it's just not, sta- it doesn't fully stand out. And so a lot of times when an episode doesn't stand out, I'd go like 3.5. But that's usually because if it doesn't stand out, there's usually something wrong with it. There's just nothing wrong with the episode. Um, but it's just not, it's not, you know, razzle dazzle or flare or anything like that. It's just gets through it, through it, through it. And unfortunately, other than I'd say, um, Raka, none of the other people in these tests is really a, a, a main character, um, the, the rest of them, the, the rest of these characters in this episode, I guess maybe Mineta too, unfortunately, just because he gets a lot of attention. Um, but really kind of basically everyone else is fairly, fairly background characters um, to the class where, you know, the people who have gone already, Ida, Burak, Ura- Tokoyami, uh Sue, um Tod- Todoroki and yeah Yorozu, those are the more popular characters um, and then obviously Bakugo and Midoriya um but everyone else is just kind of backgroundish um for the most part um <clears throat> so anyway so yeah I'll agree with you on the four all right,
0: and uh, anybody with any questions for us about any biblical lessons that we've talked about in this episode, or any of the uh, any of our other episodes, or if you have any of the discussion, or you know any questions ranging from anime, comics, or just anything in general, please feel free to reach out to us and e- You can email us at frickityfracktalkback or you can reach out to us on Twitter at frickity f or at frickity frack on instagram and facebook remember that god loves you we love you and to remember always go beyond plus ultra